0: Blog Talk Radio. Calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news information, radio shows, sports talk, anything that you want to do, that's RFSN, the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And, of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, realfansportsnetwork.com. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of The Late Shift. I'm your host, Rodney Fisher. Hopefully we'll be joined by Royce Fisher later on the show. He is actually going to bring us a live report, hopefully from the Clippers and Mavericks game, who's about to wrap up uh, on this Monday night. I want to welcome you guys and remind you as well, that tonight's show is also being brought to you by uh, Rally House. So make sure you go to rfsportsradio.com. Click on the Rally House button. There where way you can get free shipping all because you're listening to uh, tonight's show. And also check us out on TuneIn Radio, on the TuneIn Radio app, just search for RFSN, and there you can hear basically 24-7 sports talk, not just this show, but, you know, all kinds of shows from, from everyone, from basketball to baseball to wrestling to everything. So make sure you check us out there as well, too. we got a lot to talk about uh, tonight as uh, the t- title uh, – kind of leads us into a couple of discussions. First of all, we are, or I am rather, live in Bozeman, Montana. And I know a lot of people that have been listening to us for the last five years is probably saying, why in the hell are you in Bozeman, Montana? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Also talk to you about my travels and getting to Bozeman, Montana, which is a pretty interesting story as well. We're also going to get into a little bit about Dean Smith, of course the uh, passing of the legendary coach, Uh, We'll talk about him as well as some of the other stuff that's going on with sports from Greg Popovich getting his 1,000 win tonight, which will be a big topic tomorrow, as well as uh, the Los Angeles Clippers who seem to be bouncing back after losing Blake Griffin for quite some time, as well as some injury updates from the Mavericks. We understand that two players may be injured. We'll find out more about that. And also getting to uh, Greg Hardy, Uh, we'll talk a little bit about, uh, the letter from James Dolan, the owner of the New York Knicks. So we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. But first, before we get into our topic, let me tell you exactly why I'm in Bozeman, Montana. Okay, so as you guys know, I cover sports. we doing it for quite some time, uh, not just hosting a radio show, but also writing on the website, going to games, and it's one of the things we kind of pride ourselves on. Well, on top of that, I also do a little bit of uh, sales coaching, um, sales training, if you will, uh, just, just something else that I do. And um, it's been a great, great thing for me, being able to talk to people and work with people. And that's kind of brought me to Bozeman, Montana. And my first time in Montana, it's a beautiful state, if you guys haven't been. Uh, the mountain ranges right now, got some snow on them. Of course, there's not, nothing like, say, what's going on in Boston or New York. And those of you guys that are out in the East Coast, is getting hit with tons and tons of snow. Uh, I feel you because I'm going to be out there at the end of the week for the All-Star game, and I'm hoping that some of that snow will either melt to the, or at least the snow will stop falling in that area. But anyway, so I'm on, I'm a little bit further west. I'm in Montana right now in Bozeman. I'm actually looking at the mountain Range from where I'm sitting at, beautiful sight. So uh, anyway, so I, I leave Dallas-Fort Worth, catching a flight from Dallas to Uh, Denver, and then from Denver to Boston, Montana, and I get on the plane in Dallas, full flight, um, having to check my carry-on bag because there's no overhead space, and um, and unfortunately, while we get on the runway, one of the passengers gets sick on the plane. I don't know how sick. He was a few rows in front of me, so I don't know how, how serious the situation was, but uh, when someone gets sick on the plane, I understand now there's this big protocol in terms of making sure they clean up everything, making sure they disinfect everything. So long story short, we had to come from the run- runway back to the gate, uh, wait for the paramedics to come and check the guy out on the plane, and then take him off of the aircraft. And then the cleaning crew come on the plane and clean up the area in which the man was sick at. So, this all took a took quite some time, which made me late for my connecting flight, uh, and I didn't get into Montana till that night when I should have got in that afternoon. Uh, one of the interesting things that kind of you know had me thinking as I'm sitting here watching paramedics come on a plane, and I'm thinking, number one, I'm glad I wasn't in the air when all this was happening, though we may have landed in who knows where, Oklahoma somewhere. The other thing that caught my attention was, you know, if, if this is such a hazard and you had to clean the plane. Uh, and do things of that nature, how come we're still on the plane? How come we can't get off the plane, disinfect the entire plane? Uh, why do we get to stay on while you just concentrating on this one particular space or particular seat? But anyway, new protocols I didn't know anything about. any. I get to uh, Denver, of course, I missed a flight, and uh, the airline was kind enough to put me on the next plane. Uh, and the next plane I got on, believe it or not, was a was a decent-sized aircraft. I thought it would be one of those, you know, uh, crop duster kind of planes going from Denver to Montana, but it was a decent-sized plane, and it was just me and about 10 other people uh, <laughs> on the plane. So I got a chance to stretch out. Uh, I got a little uh, first-class kind of treatment, drinks and peanuts and the whole nine. So it actually worked out in my favor. So I've been in uh, Bozeman, Montana since Saturday, and it's been a great experience so far. I uh, hope to get back to Dallas tomorrow. We'll just see how things go, but that's the whole reason why I'm in Bozin, Montana. So if you're in Bozeman right now or in Montana, uh, you know, still send, send me a shout out. Hit me up at R F Sports Radio on Twitter. Let me know you listen to us in Montana. Uh and, and I'm looking still looking for a great steak, you know. So if you g this steakhouse in Montana, you guys have to have one. Let me know. because I still wanna give me a great steak before I leave uh leave Montana. So anyway, that's my story starting out the show. <laughs> Let me jump right into uh, Dean Smith and talk a little bit about him. Dean Smith, of course, the legendary uh, head coach for for the UNC Tar Heels. Um, and, and, of course, a guy like this passes away, and you get a chance to see how legendary he really, really was. All his players, of course, uh, past players like Michael Jordan, James Worthy, all coming out saying some great things about him. But also his uh, coaches, the rivals that he went up against, from Mike Soszewski to um, everyone's really talking about him. Bobby Knight, all these good stories coming out about Dean Smith and and, and what a great coach he was. And you know, as a as a younger uh, sports fan, of course, I saw him on the sidelines of North Carolina. Um, I I, did, I wasn't really into college basketball when Michael Jordan was there, James Worthy was there, but. You know, one of the interesting things I found with one of his favorite players was actually Rasheed Wallace, and I can remember watching Rasheed Wallace uh, play in college. Uh, And it's interesting that he would bring him up after all the other great players he's played. But as more information comes out about him, and I get to get a chance to learn about him, um, the biggest thing that caught my attention was, you know, what he's done uh, for race relations, and just not just in college basketball, but really in the whole state of North Carolina. And uh, it reminded me of the story of Dean Smith and how he recruited uh, Charlie Scott. And Charlie Scott was really the first black athlete uh, on athletic scholarship at North Carolina. So I found this great article on Huffington Post. I might tweet this article out, but it has these great stories about what Dean Smith was able to do uh, for black athletes and also for civil rights in North Carolina. So I'm just going to read you some quick excerpts from what he's done. It's just really fitting uh, to really you know talk about how great of a person that he was. Uh, this is straight from the Huffington Post article. It says, Smith unsuccessfully tried to integrate his high school's all black and all white basketball team as a, teams as a teenager in Kansas. Uh, Smith was the first UNC coach to recruit a black athlete, as I mentioned before. Uh, Smith later uh, blew up on a fan of an opposing team when he called Scott a derogatory name. And Coach Smith was so upset, they said, uh, that he had to be held back from going after the fan after he was trying to go after uh, Charlie Scott and talk 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 about him, uh, talk bad about Charlie Scott from the stands. Uh, also, in an attempt to fight racial segregation, Smith went with a black student to a historically all-white restaurant shortly after the passage of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. It's not a basketball player. It's just a black student who he went to an all white restaurant all white restaurant with to sit down and have dinner. And also in sixty five, uh, Smith helped a black graduate student buy a home in one of Chapel Hill's all white neighborhoods. Uh the graduate student's name was Howard Lee and he will later become the town's mayor of Chapel Hill. That's that's the awesome story. Uh Smith also told his assistants that if any player any of his players needed to talk to him he should interrupt whatever he is doing no matter how important it's seen. That's one of his biggest rules he had for his team. Also, um, and I didn't realize this as well, but when you see players pointing at the players after they get a pass, that was something that he started. He also started the whole thing with players standing up and clapping and applauding when guys come off uh, the court, you know, to really be that whole team kind of concept. So, learning more and more about Dean Smith as they talk more about him, but very, very good to hear some of the stuff that he did outside of the world of basketball. And and for a man like that to, to take those kind of um, those kind of controversial stances in the 60s and being a forefront in the state like North Carolina, kind of bringing things around that deserves to be talked about. Uh, And I'm going to talk about it. So, uh, rest in peace to Dean Smith. I know uh, his impact will be definitely felt in the college world, but even more importantly, just on the world in general. So big, big shout-out to him and his family as well. Now, in the coaching profession also, Greg Popovich gets his 1,000 win uh, as a head coach. Of course, the coach of the Spurs, and and I knew this was going to happen against the Pacers. Now, he owns the Pacers. I think his record is like 26 and seven. He's got the best um, coaching you know, against any team at the Eastern Conference. He has the best record against Indiana, Indiana Pacers, so only fitting that he would beat them. The Spurs, of course, on their rodeo kind of road trip as the uh, the rodeo's going on in San, San Antonio. And this is usually when they start turning it up a notch throughout the season, kind of galvanizing together before the all-star break. Uh, and it, usually this is when they really start becoming that type of team. So be interested to see what happens to them because they haven't looked like the championship spurs over the last couple of weeks. Definitely make that push now and having that 1,000 wins is a big, big chance to do that. Also in uh, news today as well, too, this whole Greg Hardy uh, situation is pretty interesting. Something, something I'm going to be following very, very close. Greg Hardy, of course, is placed on the exempt list after playing one game last year for the Carolina Panthers. Because of a domestic um assault charge, and at the time he was charged uh he filed an he was actually uh he was actually convicted he filed an appeal and today, when they go to court for the appeal the uh victim in the case uh the young lady has not been cooperative with police she didn't even show up to anything she hasn't been talking to them, so the judge actually dismissed the entire case. Uh, today. Now, what's interesting to me about this entire ordeal is, now, what does the NFL do in terms of punishment for Greg Hardy Just they did put him on, on the exempt list, um, and he, of course, has the charges now officially dropped. Now, in the new kind of Roger Goodell, uh domestic violence policy, he would still get suspended no matter what happened on the legal front, so I expect that to happen, but What's a bigger concern to me is now that the victim has basically gone silent or just kind of disappeared, uh, there's been a lot of reports and rumors circulating that Greg Hardy may have paid this victim off in some type of civil settlement, uh, some type of monetary deal where she could kind of vanish and go away and, and kind of put this thing to bed. Now, if that is true, if for every reason Greg Hardy used money influence, um, whatever you want to call it, extortion, in some cases. You may hear people say it as, if he did something like that to get this victim out of the way, then I think not just the NFL needs to look at that, but everyone needs to look at that, especially on the criminal side of the investigation, because, I mean, that's that, that, that's a big, big, big thing, and, for Goodell, I hate to be in his position because now he's got to, he's going to be judged based on how he handles this. Uh, he's going to have to figure out a way to do it because we all know that he messed up on the Ray Rice situation. So now how is he going to make up for his mistakes in the Ray Rice situation with this Greg Hardy deal? So there's a lot going to be going on with this. I'm going to be watching it very, very closely because, uh, again, money influence does so much for people, and now money and influence, Greg Hardy has put this victim basically in the shadows and had this case dropped. Then, what is the NFL going to do? It's a private, it's a private thing. You're employed by the NFL. You can make your own rules. Um, so I'm very, very kind of kind of watching this closely because I want to see what happens. What the NFL decides to do, and, and rest assured, it's not just the media going to be watching this closely, but the players will be watching it closely as well too. They're going to figure out how much he holds this domestic policy to the letter of the law, what's left up to interpretation. And if you're the Players Association, how do you handle it? I mean, how do you defend a guy who may have paid this victim off? What do you say? Uh, In the court of public opinion, how do you make this seem okay? And now the victim has disappeared or doesn't want to cooperate. Very interesting type of ordeal that's soon to be played out for all of us to see. Uh the Buffalo Bills, they signed Richie Incognito. Um if you heard anything I've said about incognito, I don't feel like he deserves to be in the league, uh, for my own personal reasons. But again, he, he's a football player and football players are gonna get chances, especially offensive linemen. If you can play lineman uh and you still have some health, you don't you're not banged up. Uh, you're serviceable in some kind of way, you will get chances in the NFL. And uh, to say that this is his last chance would be a pretty big understatement (laughs) because uh, we all know if he messes up in any kind of way, uh, he's going to basically be be done. He's going to be out of it, for sure out of it as well. Uh, Let's jump into some other news. Uh, Let's get off of the bad stuff and jump into some good stuff real quick. Um, And and let's talk a little bit about the upcoming All-Star game. And now we can learn since Blake Griffin is going to be out uh, that Damian Lillard will, in fact, get a chance to play. So I I guess that all of the um, so-called controversy by him getting getting, uh, voted in or by him not getting picked by some of the coaches to be a reserve, I guess all that kind of, um, you know, yelling, crying, however you want to look at it, is now going to work in his favor because he'll get a chance to play. And what's interesting, though, is, is something that he should really be mindful of and take a look at is when Kobe uh, was not going to play, the first person that they went to was DeMarcus Cousins. It wasn't to Damian Lillard, as as people thought. But he's going to get the chance to play, get a chance to kind of prove his point, uh, and he gets a chance to prove his point on the big stage. So I'm gonna be. I want to be when I get down to New York. I want to see what the kind of mo the mood is for Damian Lillard now that he's actually gonna be there, and also how some of the players feel about some of the things that he was saying about he deserves to be there. And uh, because if you feel like you deserve to be there, and there's somebody on that team that you deserve that you think deserves not to be there, so I'm gonna be interest interested to see what the mood is for some of these players. Uh, when I get to New York here in a couple of days, to find out how they feel about him finally making the team and some of the things he said and did to try to uh, try, try to get there. So, and also in the All Star break, we're going to find out at the end of All Star break what happens to Ray Allen. Uh, we learned today that Ray Allen is going to make a decision based on where he's going to go. He's narrowed it down to a few choices, and of course, these are pretty pretty obvious choices for Ray Allen. Of course, he's thinking about going to Cleveland. He's also thinking about going back to Miami as well. Um, He's also thinking about going to Washington, San Antonio, Golden State, uh, the Clippers, and the Hawks. Now, if I was Ray Allen, and if I had those choices, okay, to me I would go to the Warriors, the Spurs, or the Hawks. I wouldn't go to Cleveland. I just don't think, you know, you look at all the other guys that follow LeBron to Cleveland, the, the Mike Millers, the um uh I can't think uh the uh the the Marians, okay? Uh the James Jones. They're not they're not getting a lot of playing time, Ray. <laughs> even though they're good players, even though they're spot up shooters, you know. They're not they're still t- trying to figure out how to work Kevin Love into this whole deal. So I wouldn't go to Cleveland. I wouldn't go to Miami because I just don't think Miami is uh primed or ready to win a title right now if you can go to a team like the Hawks, the way they can spread the floor, could you imagine Kyle Corver and Ray Allen on the court together spreading, spreading you out between uh, one three-point line, one corner to the other corner? Uh, and then could you imagine Ray Allen and go in the state and imagine a lineup with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Ray Allen on the perimeter. I mean, that's that's like that's 125 points a game. <laughs> you know that, that, that's that's like a that's like a uh, a made up team on NBA Live, uh, so I guess I, I would I would advise Ray to do that. And then, of course, if you want to go with a veteran squad with a good chance to win, you can't go wrong playing with the Spurs. Um, you know, you you lost to them. You know what kind, you know what they can do. They can use a three point shooter. You can come in there. You can you can win your title play with a veteran team, play with a good coach. So that's always a possibility for Ray. But if I was Ray, i stay away from the Clippers. I'd stay away from Cleveland, and I really wouldn't go to Washington either. I'd pick the Hawks, I'd pick the Spurs, or I'd pick the Warriors. That's the route I would go. So we're going to find out what Ray Allen's going to do. Maybe we will be walking around in New York, and we'll get a chance to ask uh, Jesus Shuttlesworth himself um, <laughs> what he wants to do and what he decides to do. Uh, the Clippers, to me, are really in bad shape. They did get the win tonight over the Mavericks, but they're in bad shape because now they don't have Blake Griffin, who is going to miss a considerable amount of time due to a staph infection and pretty serious in terms of uh, Blake Griffin's health. I know they say he could be back in three weeks or so, but uh, you don't know how these things uh, go. He has surgery to remove staph infection from his elbow, and anytime you get to the point where you have to have surgery, to remove an infection, it could be pretty serious. Uh, so hopefully they caught it in time. It didn't affect any other uh, organs or anything like that because infections are, are a serious deal. So hopefully uh, he he can come back and be ready to go. Uh, but I would be very, very concerned if I'm a Clippers fan, uh, a, a real big concern for what Blake Griffin is going to do. And And if you haven't heard my rant about the Clippers, let me just say, I don't think they're title contenders. I don't think they can win an NBA title the way they're constructed right now. To me, they just don't have the mental capacity for a title. Um, I, I like Chris Paul. I think he's a great point guard, but let's face it, he he's one of those guys that looks for the foul first and the shot second in, in a lot of cases. You look, at, uh, you look at DeAndre Jordan, who is a big guy, Able to push guys around, get rebounds, and and yet he he's surprised every time he gets gets a foul called on him. Blake Griffin feels like he probably never had a foul foul called against him ever. So until they can figure that out, until Doc Rivers can get in their head and kind of teach them and tell them what it takes to to really be a champion in this particular league, how tough you have to be, um, then it's gonna be gonna be pretty hard for for the Clippers to do anything. Let's take a quick break. Uh we'll come back and wrap up this show. Again, thank you guys for listening. You listen to The Late Shift. We'll be right back in 30 seconds. calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news information, radio shows sports talk, anything that you want to do that's RFSN the Real Fan Sports Network. Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country. And of course, make sure you can hear this show on the Real Fan Sports Network. Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective. That's the Real Fan Sports Network, com. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you guys for joining me for The Late Shift. It is Monday. Uh, we got a big week coming up. We got some guests coming on tomorrow. We're going to have uh, Liddell, the closer Williams, pro boxer on with us, Who, who is always a great uh, interview. Number one, he's very outspoken about boxing. He's got some fights coming up. He wants to announce. As well as we'll talk about this Mayweather-Pacquiao thing and see if it's really going to happen. I feel like they're closer now than they've ever been. We'll find out from a boxer if he thinks it's going to happen. He's had a chance to be kind of involved with that somewhat, so we'll try our best to get the inside scoop on that as well, too. As we lead up into the All-Star break, we got some interviews coming up as well. Uh, we'll be in live in New York on Friday night, so make sure you tune in for that show, because it's going to be a great one um and, and again uh, you can follow us online at rf sports radio on twitter or go to the website rfsportsradio.com again tonight's show being brought to you by uh Rally House and if you go to our website click on the Rally House button you get free shipping courtesy of uh, listening to the show so uh that's when our show tonight live live from Bozeman Montana again if you're in Montana hit me up i want to know where the Uh, where the best place is to get a uh, Hennessy on the Rocks, Where's the best place to get a nice steak. Uh, Hit me up because I'm going to be here for a little while. And also just thank you to everyone for listening tonight. Make sure you stay tuned for more programming right here on rfsportsradio.com. See you tomorrow night. calling all sports fans. There's only one place to go to get all your sports news information, radio shows sports talk, anything that you want to do that's RFSN The Real Fan Sports Network Log on to realfansportsnetwork.com to hear shows from across the country and of course make sure you can hear this show on The Real Fan Sports Network Go to TuneIn Radio on the TuneIn Radio app and search for RFSN to get sports talk 24-7 from a fan's perspective That's The Real Fan Sports